Welcome back to the Retro Craptacular Podcast with a K. I am your host, Aaron, and I am joined, as always, by Matt, where we're looking for bad movies. Yeah. How was it? Nailed it. <laughs> Nailed it. So good. <laughs> I'm freaking amped Ooh. to be here. A little peek behind the curtain. We just had a little rock out session and mm-hmm. fucking rock to the core. Yes. How are you doing, my dude? Uh, doing all right. The rock out session's fading fast for me, but uh, <laughs> otherwise, otherwise doing all right. Yeah. How about you? Oh, dude. I gotta do my taxes after this. Fucking not. Ooh, fun. Not psyched about that, but <laughs> psyched about other stuff. It's been a while since we've done a record, my dude. It, there's been a yeah. lot of stuff. I actually yeah, made... Geez like a conscious effort this last month to like keep track of stuff that I've been watching. Oh, awesome. Glad one of us so, did. So I got like a lot of stuff that I watch, but I don't know if there's like a lot that I need to talk about. What have you been, what, what, what are you doing? Jeez. Well, I feel like out of like new things or like, m- like media noteworthy things since oh, last yeah. week, we, we, we podcasted. I'm all about just, noteworthy. I'm drawing a total blank. I, <laughs> I don't think I've watched anything important as far as media consumption is is uh, uh, concerned. But uh, did you I've watch gotten, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier? I have not watched the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. All right, it's fine. Oh, okay. See, I, uh, episode three is where it gets good. Oh, okay. I feel, yeah, I don't know. I, I could have. I just didn't feel like it. I don't know. <laughs> oh, I, I, I hear you, man. Like, I watched the first episode, and I was like, eh. And then I watched the second episode, and I was like, eh. And then the third episode is where they brought Baron Zemo back, and I'm like, ooh, I'm all about this guy. Oh, okay, okay. A character that you actually care about. There we go. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I've also, like... So, like, I know there's, like, so many people are like, oh, my God, I'm so glad Bucky finally gets his own show. Like, he's such a good, amazing character, and I love him so much. I'm like, really? Why? Like, he, one, he doesn't do anything in the movies, aside from be brainwashed. And two, I think it's just, like, Sebastian Stan's face. I think he has just, like, a very forgettable face. And so I just, like, whenever I see him, I'm just sort of like, Oh yeah, you. I guess I guess you're in this. Oh, brutal. I don't know. Like people are like he looks kind of like a young Mark Hamill. I'm like, yeah, but he's lacking all the charisma. Yeah, have you have you seen him in anything else that would kind no. of speak to whether or not he has range? Yeah, and you, I no. don't think I have either. I so it's, don't yeah. I don't think I have. I, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I have, and I just forgot, because he's got a very forgettable <laughs> face. He just oh. blended into the background. Sorry, he is in no The face. Martian. Ew. That guy has no face. Um, <laughs> I think Yeah, he's in The Martian. Oh, okay. I okay, see, that. here, apparently he was in Logan Lucky, and I had no idea. I love that movie. I've seen it four or five times. And you don't recognize him? No, oh my goodness. No recognition. Tragic. Oh boy. So, 
Yeah, he was in I, Tanya, which I also saw. Don't remember. Um, yeah, he was in The Martian. I remember, I remember that. But no, like I, I don't, I don't get it. I don't get why people like. Oh, he was in Black Swan. Wow. See, he's I mean, like that, been in stuff. Rachel getting. That's one that I've that. seen, but also I repressed. So mm. I don't feel bad for not remembering him. Love me some Black Swan. But anyways. So I think that's kind of a big detractor for me is I'm just like Sebastian Stan is just a boring to look at. <laughs> and and he has like maybe one moment in the show where I'm like, oh, that was some good acting. But other than that, he's just like, I don't know, it's just a charisma vacuum. <laughs> um Oh, this media catch-up has turned into a real Bucky roast. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I mean, I don't know. It, I think it's... Uh, like, I haven't seen the latest episode. It just came out yesterday. I didn't have time to watch it because I had to watch a, a different thing for what we're going to talk about later. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I think maybe once it's all out, maybe give it a go and you can kind of just, like, blow through it. Yeah, hmm. Yeah, maybe... But also, it feels like they've stretched what could be a decent two to two hour twenty movie into a six hour TV show. Hmm. Yeah, that was kind of the concern. Yeah, going in right. Hundred percent. Well, what else? Yeah, what else? Yeah, did you watch? Uh, on the flip side, I watched the four hour Justice League director's cut. Zack Snyder restored his full vision to uh, to the big screen, except it's on the small screen because uh, it's formatted for Four IMAX. Hours? Four hours, my dude. Holy crap! Yeah. Did you do it in one sitting? No. 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 Okay. Good. No. Two. Two Jeez. sittings. Two sittings. It's uh it's pretty good. Oh, I did not expect to say that. Well, and also, okay, so it's 4 hours and then there's about 15 minutes tacked on to the end after the actual movie ends. That's like setting up sequels that will probably never get made and that kind of stuff. So, you can like mm. you can just kind of shut it off after they defeat the bad guy. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, cause there's nothing really of any importance that happens after that. Oh, shoot. <laughs> there's like the ending that feels like, oh, this is the natural place to end it. And then there's like 15 minutes of stuff. Cause they're like, well, we got to get Jared Leto's Joker and, and, and Ben Affleck to have a, a scene together. Cause they haven't had a scene together. And this is probably the last time either of them are going to play those roles. So we gotta, we gotta bring them, bring them together. And just like, no, you don't, you don't have to, <laughs> it adds nothing. Um, Overall, yeah, uh, pretty enjoyable. Far more enjoyable than the Justice League uh, version <laughs> that came out in 2017, uh, where Joss Whedon came in to rewrite and, and, and handle reshoots. But I think there is a two-and-a-half-hour cut of this movie. Okay. That That... That could 
someone someone I'm sure is working on it. Um, I've thought about doing it <laughs> myself because I'm going like, all right, he goes and and talks to Desaad about three times in this movie, and each time he says the same thing. He's like, oh, the parademons are gonna smell the mother boxes and they're gonna go get them. And we'll <laughs> rule the planet. Oh boy. Um, so yeah. That's uh that's a thing. It's on Crave if you got Crave with HBO. It's free, just watch it. I uh, guess. Yeah, I probably won't. To be cool. honest. Uh what uh, do you, you anything else you remember watching? I did rewatch Knives Out. Oh, sick. Which because you heard about the four hundred and fifty million dollar Netflix deal he just made for the two sequels? Uh yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty stoked about that. Yeah. And I actually hadn't seen For- it a second time. I had only seen it the one time in theaters and was blown away by it. Yeah. And so I was really curious because I don't know, I, I really like to rewatch movies that I enjoy. And so I was you know, it's always a thing with, with mysteries where like if you know everything and all the plot twists, is it still enjoyable to rewatch? Um and yeah, I just appreciate the movie more. Yep having yep. seen it another time it's still totally fucking brilliant because now that i know the plot and i know where all the the twists are coming i was able to focus a lot more on the finer details of each moment and like mm-hmm. understand how extremely well written that movie is dude it is it's, so it's intelligently meticulous. written it's meticulous it's so good i highly mm-hmm. recommend the director commentary on that one oh of course that would be so interesting mm-hmm Oh, uh, I, I saw it twice in the theaters uh, because he had actually released a podcast commentary that you could like download and oh. and listen to, uh, like on your phone <laughs> while you were watching the movie. So I went, I'd gone to see it, and then my parents were like, "Oh, is it good?" And I'm like, uh, "Like, yeah, absolutely, it's amazing. You should definitely go see it." And they're like, "Oh yeah, we're thinking about going tonight." I'm like, "I'll come with." And then I listened <laughs> to the commentary in the theater, which was interesting. That's such a that's such a unique experience. I've never heard of doing that before. Yeah, it was fun. Um, so yeah, Knives <laughs> Out. Definitely, uh, yeah. For a movie that cost forty million dollars, to to get a, a four hundred and fifty million dollar deal for the two sequels, like even if you give Daniel Craig a huge pay raise. Like, yeah, Ryan Johnson's a rich motherfucker right now, dude. <laughs> <laughs> like, holy shit. Um, yeah. What else did I watch? I watched Godzilla vs. Kong. Wow, you did? Yeah. How did, how did that uh, taste in your mouth? Uh, better than the last Godzilla movie, for sure. Okay. Um, okay. But... My God, do these movies make no sense? Like, like okay, so Godzilla versus Kong, like it, it's it delivers what it promises in the title. See Godzilla fight Kong, and uh, boy, do they fight! But also, there's still people in the movie, and so they feel like they need <laughs> to give them something to do, and. It, it it's the fourth movie in a series that really feels like 
there should be nine movies. Like, I feel like my mom watching the Marvel movies. Oh. You know? Where she's like, oh, no. Who's that? Why? Who's the (laughs) guy that flies? And I'm like, oh, that's Falcon. He showed up in um, the Winter Soldiers. I didn't see that one. Like, I know. I know. So I'm just supposed to know who that is? Like, yeah. You're supposed to just watch all of them. Right? So there's just like a bunch of stuff where they're like, like, did you see the first Godzilla of this series? I've seen none of them. Oh, okay. So the first Godzilla in this series is like pretty grounded, pretty like based in reality. It's directed by Gareth Edwards, who did Rogue One. Mm. And then uh, Kong Skull Island is probably my favorite of the series. Well, the first Godzilla is also awesome. Um. The only one I don't recommend watching, honestly, is Godzilla: King of the Monsters. Right, you've you've it's definitely like a torn that one a, half, a new two hole. Two and a half hours of like just, just shut the fuck up and get on with it. Like, <laughs> I don't know, I, and it pisses me off that they burned Mothra, Rodan, and King Ghidorah in all it, all in one horrible movie. But anyways, Shame. there's a nice there's a nice surprise at the in the end of this one. Um. Do you care? Uh, no, go ahead and, and spoil it for me. Whoever doesn't Her- want to spoil, just take your headphones out or mute it or skip it. Yeah, I'll, I'll try to remember to put a time code in the in the bottom, but if not, just like, I don't know. Smash the skip forward button a couple times. Um, so they uh, bring in Mechagodzilla at the end. Oh. Yeah. So Kong and Godzilla fight, and then Mechagodzilla shows up, and then they have to team up to defeat Mechagodzilla. Dope. And so that was cool. But, like, in terms of, like, things making no sense, it's like, the first one, yeah, it's, like, super grounded in reality, and then the the Kong one is, like, you know, set in the 70s. It's a bit more, like, stylistically, it's a bit more, like, flashy and in tone with, like, these ones. But, like, again, still still pretty realistically grounded. Um, and then, like, in this one, there's, like, anti-gravity hover ships that can uh, breach the gravity inversion polarity gateway in the center of the hollow Earth because the Earth is actually... There's, there's not, like, a mantle and a crust and a core like we think. There's, like, subterranean tunnels that lead to a, a, a different dimension in the center of the Earth, and that's where the Titans come from, and they got to take Kong there so that he can lead them to an energy source to power mech. And it's just, like, all this fucking stuff, and they're just, like, dumping this, like, hollow Earth lore on you, which I think they maybe said in, like, two lines of dialogue in the last movie. And it's, like, th- I, th- I feel like this is movie nine, of, yeah. of of a series and, and I've only seen four of them and I'm just missing so much stuff and they just but they you know they wanted to do this shared monster universe thing and it's like well just just wait you know like they <laughs> needed to get to, to Godzilla and, and Kong fighting so fast just like DC needed to get to the Justice League so fast and it's like well, okay, so the last right. time I saw Kong, it was 1975, and he was still on Skull Island, and then this movie starts, and apparently there's a a, a, a tidal wave or something that, that 
caused Skull Island to get flooded, so they went and rescued Kong and put him on a a research barge, I, fake island in the middle of the ocean somewhere, and he's I, like, I I don't know. Like the movie I was starts, so and you're hoping like, you oh. were gonna say that they put him on a giant raft, because <laughs> then that would have been a callback to the old movies. Oh, uh. dude, they fly him in in this movie. They really, yeah, like you know, in the, in the Kong King Kong versus Godzilla, where they they like fly him in on balloons. Yeah, they yeah, they fly so they fly funny. him to Antar- they fly him to Antarctica in with helicopters. Because oh they did gosh. have him on like an aircraft carrier, but then Godzilla attacked them and they had to have a big fight on the aircraft carrier. And also like Godzilla's oh size keeps fluctuating. Like he's small enough now to stand on an aircraft carrier. Like what the fuck? Like, I don't know. Okay. So well, anyways, here's an important question like... for you. Yeah. Did at any point in the movie King Kong take an entire tree and shove it into Godzilla's mouth? And did Godzilla respond by blasting the tree out of his mouth back at King Kong? Uh, he shoves the handle of his axe down Godzilla's throat. Um, did did he, you say his axe? Yeah, he goes to the center of the earth and he finds a gigantic axe and also there's a throne there and he sits on the throne and it's like, oh, he's King Kong. Because they only ever call him Kong in the movie. Anyways. Um, um, okay. Anyways. So, yeah, he shoves his axe down his throat. I think he, he burns it out. I can't remember. Um, okay. Well, not as good as the original then. No. But you can tell that the director like watched that original movie and was like, I'm going to take that, and I'm going to take that, and I'm going <laughs> to take that. Like, There's a couple, couple good parts in there. Anyways. Okay. Uh, Overall, pretty enjoyable, but like, again, I don't care about the um, humans. Human side, like, there's a there's there's a, literally a subplot where Eleven and Ricky Baker, Happy Birthday, uh, team up with a <laughs> podcaster to go undercover and try and uh, find out what this company is doing. Um, and it turns out that they're building Mechagodzilla, uh, but he's also like podcasting about it while he's like, he's like, I'm gonna go and do some corporate espionage, and I'm gonna go in and I'm gonna steal files, and and stay tuned on the Titan cast. And it's like, dude, like, f- like okay. you're the worst, you're the worst spy. <laughs> like All of James- your spying is public. <laughs> yeah, it's like if James Bond had like a podcast, and he's like. I'm on my way to Jamaica to sh- break into Dr. No's secret facility. Like, <laughs> like, oh, okay, let's, Dr. No's gonna be like, let's find the one Scottish guy in Jamaica and kill him. And, <laughs> and there's a good chance that it will have killed James Bond. Um, yep. Jeez. So, yeah. Uh, then I also watched a series on HBO called Betty which is about a bunch of girl skateboarders in New York City. It's based off the movie Skate Kitchen. Uh, it's a real good time. Check it out. It's only six episodes. Oh, cool. Well, uh, on on what? Uh, Crave. On Crave. Cool. If you got, uh, if you got Crave with HBO, uh, or I guess if you're in the States, it's probably on HBO Max, I would assume. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just like a group of girls in New York City that skate. And uh Yeah, that's kind of the plot. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's it's I don't know. It's 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 a weird show where it's like like nothing happens, but like also stuff does happen that like you care about, but in many ways it's not important. Right. Is it more it, like character driven than plot driven? Yeah, it's like you kind of just like get to love the characters and you just hang out with them and stuff. Okay. Cool. Uh anything else you watched cuz I got like one more thing that I should probably talk about. Um I mean uh f- any fans of D- Dungeons and Dragons. This isn't new, but I've I've really mm-hmm. gotten into um the series called Dimension 20 done by uh college humor okay um where they do a real play uh D show it's on most of it's on youtube but they also have a streaming service called dropout um and that shit's hilarious and amazing it's nice. so much fun um and there's a whole series where it's like it's D, but it's set in new york it's it, like in our world um and it's like about like the magic world behind the real world, like below the surface, which is always a really fun space to play in. And it's just really brilliantly done. Nice. Well, I, w- I did something weird this last okay. week. Tell and me what you did. Oh, like I don't even want to, uh, <laughs> but I'm going Uh-oh. to. I watched all five Twilight movies. Oh, of my own free will, I'll I'll have you know, you were you were not coerced. You were this of was, sound mind and body. This was my idea. Why? Well, so I listened to this podcast called <laughs> Total Reboot, um, and they're doing a a mini series on their show right now called Screenagers, where they look at teens on screen so they're doing a bunch of like classic teen movies like um they started with dazed and confused and they did like eighth grade and rumble fish and i'm like okay so they're doing like more like highly regarded teen movies and they talked about ferris bueller's day off as like a you know classic teen movie Hmm. and then out of nowhere they dropped an episode about twilight and they made it sound like the most insane, wackadadoo, like bonkers movie ever, which it is, okay. like a hundred percent. And so I came home and went out to my partner, and I was like, "Hey, have you ever seen the Twilight movies?" And she was like, "Yeah." And I was like, "Cool, cool, 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 cool. We let's watch them. Let's watch Twilight tonight." And she was like, "Why?" And I was like, "Don't ask questions." <laughs> Oh no, we're just gonna watch it. And she's like, I mean, yeah, sure. Um, and and like she, she's not even a fan of Twilight. Her mom paid her to read the books because she was a like, fan of the literally? books. Literally, literally paid her twenty dollars a book. What the fuck? <laughs> because she wanted to take her to see the movies because she didn't want to be like the sad middle aged woman. Going oh. to watch Twilight by herself and being all horny for Robert Pattinson. So, well, I mean, isn't it sadder 
that she paid her daughter to read the book so that she wouldn't have to feel that way? Uh, yes. Is that not the sadder outcome? No, that is, that is, but I think in her oh, mind no. it's, it's optics, so like the people in the movie theater wouldn't know, <laughs> right? They'd be like, she could be like, yeah, my daughter's, <laughs> you know, I just gotta take her to see this Twilight thing, and you know, it's whatever, it's stupid, I don't even care, but you know. Uh, yeah. She doesn't listen to this, does she? <laughs> no. No, absolutely not. And even if she did, it's not like it could lessen her opinion of me anymore. So, whoops. <laughs> uh, it's great. It's, it's fun. It's a good, we have a good dynamic in which we just don't speak to each other unless we absolutely have to. Ooh. And the relationship flourishes. Oh, sweet. Thanks, Dad. My dad just texted me. Canadian Tire's got charcoal on. Make sure you get it while you can. <laughs> Which oh, is like... Hot tip. Such an awesome classic dad text to get. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Why didn't you get me a bag, Dad? Anyways, uh, yeah, Twilight. A classic dad text for me to get is just... A TikTok of something I don't care about. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, your dad's on TikTok. Yeah, oh, that's the worst. TikTok. He's on it all the time. And he keeps <laughs> sending me TikToks. He sends them to me by text. He sends them to me by Facebook Messenger and also on Instagram. I mean, yeah, like my my partner, she's on TikTok a lot, and so she just shows them to me, and I'm like, all right, some of these are funny. But then also, my friend Mike sends me TikToks, and the TikToks that he sends oh, me are fucking weird like he sent me one about like someone had just posted a picture of like an old rotten piece of plywood and uh it was like you have a piece of plywood uh rough sub- edges are a bit rough uh you know water uh swelling has occurred in certain places so it's not exactly uh you know one half inch thick uh no low ballers financing options available uh dm for in- inquiries serious inquiries only and i'm like dude this is a weird tiktok and he's like yeah dude but like the price of plywood has spiked recently and and it's all over tiktok <laughs> and i'm like how did you what? end up on plywood tiktok <laughs> what a niche corner but of, all the, of that but of, but of all the people that would end up on plywood tiktok like you know <laughs> it is 100 percent mike yes absolutely. it's 100 percent mike um <laughs> <laughs> so Anyways, Twilight, fucking insane, dude. Yeah, um, Twilight, right? I, we could do like honestly. I was like, oh fuck, this is this is ripe fodder for the podcast. Like, it's got really, it's got a cool soundtrack. First of all, like the first movie, like they're dancing at the end to Iron and Wine. Uh, they play baseball to Supermassive Black Hole by Muse. The end credit. Guess what the end credit song on the first Twilight movie is. Uh, it's a band you like. Is it? Is it Tom York? Oh, it's it's Tom York. Is it actually? Did I guess right? It's Fifteen Step by Radiohead. Oh, is the end credit song on the first Twilight? Oh, what the hell? That's I love right. That song. What the fuck? <laughs> opening to a fantastic album. That song is. Yeah. So like, oh, that's. And like I get like okay, this Fuck. movie came out in two thousand eight, I think, and like in Rainbows was what two thousand seven, two thousand six, two thousand seven. Oh, something like that. That was, that was around the time we went to see Radiohead. Back when they were still so like a relevant band. Um, 
Whoops. Whoops. Yep. Sorry if you liked King of Limbs. You're dumb. Uh, <laughs> uh, I think there's a lot of crossover on, on this <laughs> podcast or like people who like bad movies and people who like King of Limbs. <laughs> Are we offending listeners uh, right now? I, I guarantee you there's at least one. He's never coming back. <laughs> he or she is never coming back. That's why to hear about my favorite 1990s video game adaptation movie and here you are slagging on my favorite Radiohead album, Dicks. Oh, please find us in the comments. Yeah, let us know. If, that, if that's you, let us know. You, how let us much know. you hate us. Join the throngs of people who just hate this shit. Yeah, let us know if that's what you sound like also. Um, <laughs> but like, dude, the fucking weird like Mormon values that are like shoehorned in there. And like, oh, just like crazy weird stuff. Like, how much do you know about Twilight? Let me let me just let's go oh. there for a second. <laughs> okay, here are all the things that I know about Twilight. Hit me. Uh, there are vampires. Yeah, the vampires sparkle in the sunlight. Oh, they sure do, buddy. <laughs> and uh, Robert Pattinson's in it. Yep, he is. And. Oh, the lead is named Bella, right? Mm-hmm. There we go. That's that's the four things I know about Twilight. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, there's also a love triangle with a werewolf. Uh, okay. Right. Yeah. yeah, no. I forgot that. I did hear something about okay. werewolf love triangle stuff. Uh, and... Uh, so in the fourth movie, uh, spoilers, Edward and Bella finally get married, and so they can finally have sex because they're married, and it won't be a sin against Mormon Jesus, who may oh. or may not be the same as Christian Jesus, but I, I, I don't 100% know. <laughs> um, Uh-oh. <laughs> uh, so anyways, uh, so... <laughs> they can get married, they have sex, and then she gets pregnant with his vampire baby. Because he hasn't turned he hasn't turned her into right. a vampire yet. Because uh, he wanted her to experience uh, the pleasures of the flesh. Um, oh boy! While she was still human, he wanted her to have that experience while she was while she was still human before she gave up her mortal. Well, she before she shook loose this mortal coil, and uh, and became a a vampire. Wait, 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 wait. So. The whole reason that Robert Pattinson doesn't turn the love of his life into a vampire is so that she can lose her virginity as a mortal? Yep. Don't vampires... I mean, like, I've seen an interview with a vampire. They enjoy mortal flesh. Like, <laughs> Oh, they do. They do. Um, but if you've also seen True Blood, uh, Jessica was a virgin before she got turned into a vampire, and... So every time she has sex, her uh, enhanced healing kicks in and her hymen grows back. Oh, yeah. Never, never, my mind never would have, I, okay. (laughs) I don't think that's where, I don't think that's where Stephanie Meyer was going when she wrote the books. I think she was thinking it's a sin against God to have sex before marriage. So my uh, vampire characters won't... uh, won't you know sin against god by having premarital sex but you know they'll eat people that's fine 
I mean, they, they don't. The, the Cullens all eat animals. They call themselves vegetarians. They don't feast on oh. human blood. Um, anyways, look, the point is, it's not, <laughs> it's not important. Uh, the, the werewolf, there's a love triangle with a werewolf. And he keeps going like, I love you, Bella, right, and okay. you're going to choose me, and blah, blah, blah. And him and Edward hate each other, because also vampires and werewolves hate each other. They're mortal enemies. Um, but they have to set aside their differences. Oh, yeah, that's been, in, of... that's been in other media. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. they got to set aside their differences for the sake of... Um... And also, they're not really werewolves. They're shapeshifters. Anyways, it's not... It's not dependent on the moon. <laughs> you're yeah. in too deep, bud. You're in too deep. <laughs> I'm in way too deep. But, so basically... Um, the werewolves do this thing called imprinting in which when they see for the first time, it's like love at true sight, uh, first sight, true love at first sight, where they, they see the, the mate that they're supposed to end up with, they imprint on them. And then it's like, they will only ever love that one woman and they'll only ever be, uh, you know, where they'll be fiercely loyal to her and they'll never... Uh, you know, they'll do anything they have to to protect her and then whatever, right? Uh, so as soon as the baby is born, Jacob, the werewolf, who's in love with Bella, imprints on the baby. Your silence speaks volumes, sir. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm not frozen. I'm just... Imprints on the baby, and and there's a great scene where he has to tell Bella that this happened, and he's like, it's a wolf thing, and I can't control it, but anyways, this happened. Oh, and the baby's name is Renesme, by the way, the mix between Renee okay. and Esme, which are their two moms. Renesme. Renesme. So anyways, he imprints on Renesme. <laughs> And hey, uh, and, can you send me an updated version of your Renesme for this job position? Ooh, <laughs> Yours seems to be no. a little outdated. But don't. Yeah. Nice. Nailed it. Uh, <laughs> so, so she's like, oh, and then Bella died in childbirth and then, and then was brought back to life when, when Edward turned her into a vampire. Um, and okay. so she was kind of out of it for the first few hours of the baby's life. And, and, and so. Uh, you know, she's she's yelling at Jacob, being like, you, you, uh, you, you son of a bitch, you imprinted on my daughter, and you, what, do you want to fuck the baby? And he doesn't say that, but, um, and he's like, you don't understand, you were dead, Nessie needed someone to protect her, and she's like, Nessie, you nicknamed my daughter after the Loch Ness Monster? <laughs> and that's the single funniest thing anyone has ever had to say on film in the history of cinema. It's so funny fucking funny i died laughing it was unbelievably hilarious oh it's gosh. oh my god dude you don't even you don't even know you don't even know it's just it's mind-bogglingly oh, no. like the choices oh, no. that are made both like in the books and then later by the filmmakers are <laughs> astonishing and oh, man. I had such a great time watching these movies. Wow. Like, I never would have guessed. No, me neither. Like, not for the reasons that I'm supposed to, by the way. Oh, <laughs> like, of course. Yeah. No, I got that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah. Anyways, that was me. That's the weird thing I did. I'm so Jeez. glad I got to tell you about it. Uh, wow. 
Anything else uh, you want to discuss? Uh, we'll just. Are we gonna have to do an episode on Twilight at some point? Is that gonna happen? I mean, look, I'm I'm down. I'm down to clown if you are. <laughs> um, but like, I'm not gonna force that on you. I feel like it needs to be your your choice. I would never. I would never do that to someone. Force them to watch <laughs> Twilight against their will. Oh, I, I like. I feel like if that. it. If it had been forced on me, like if if my partner had been like, "Hey, let's watch Twilight," I would have been like, "Oh my god, I don't want to," <laughs> and I probably would have consumed copious amounts of drugs in order to get through it. But I mean, I still, you know, I still got a little bit high to to watch. Uh, I think I think that's fair. I think we I think we all assumed that. I think everyone yeah. listening assumed that. Yeah. Also, I didn't do them in like one sitting. Like each movie was like two or three sittings. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that makes a lot more sense. <laughs> yeah, I. You you can't you you can't yeah. do it in one sitting. No. Like maybe if you were you know, like had mono or something and you just couldn't get off the couch, then. But yeah, no, don't don't do it on purpose. If if the if the time comes. Uh. Yeah, you let me know, and then we'll do Twilight. All right, I'll th- I'll think about it. <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe it's a Patreon thing. Who knows? We'll set up a new goal. We get get a certain amount of patrons. We'll watch all the Twilight movies. Who Perfect. Knows? Uh, in the meantime, let's talk about what we came here to discuss. Oh yeah, we discussed the classic video game adaptation are you ready i'm so ready for it in each of us there burns the fury of a warrior in every generation, a few are chosen to prove it. One of you three will decide the outcome of the tournament. Three strangers will travel to the mystical realm of Outworld to defend our people against Shang Tsung. You will And his forces of darkness. In an ancient tournament... Your soul is mine. And our world is theirs. It has begun. Combat begins. Mortal Combat! 
Oh, I love how out of sync that's going to be. So bad because of the delay. Yeah, wonderful. Love it. Um, best movie theme song ever. Yeah, and I. Right out of the gate. That's how the fucking movie starts. The first I didn't see thing it you hear, I know. <laughs> <laughs> just the New Line Cinema logo. It is just Mortal Kombat. <laughs> You're like, whoa! All right. Oh man, I watched it just this morning. I got I got my breakfast. You know, I had a bowl of granola, made myself mm. some Earl Grey tea, and I sit down, and then Mortal Kombat. I'm like, oh boy, this is gonna be a day. <laughs> I watched it at like. 11 p.m. last night. <laughs> oh, even better. Yeah. It was. Oh, boy. Oh, you might need to fill oh. in some gaps for me. <laughs> okay. Well, I'll try. But, but you uh, know. Uh, but hey, see- um, sorry. Uh, one thing uh, to mention is uh, I mean, Mortal Kombat is, is, a, is a classic. We both grew up uh, with Mortal Kombat and we've played, played the video games. There's some nostalgia there. Yeah. But it was a, a special thing that we decided to do. Because this is our 50th episode. Uh-huh. It is. Big 5-0, baby. Yeah. Who would have thought? Five years later, we made it. Yeah. All the way from Power Rangers to Mortal Kombat. <laughs> Which isn't a big jump. Looking at this movie, oh no. no. <laughs> there were a lot of times where I was like, yep, that could have been an episode of Power Rangers. It's going to be the title of our biography. From Power Rangers to Mortal Kombat. <laughs> history of the of our shared biography (laughs) the greatest podcast known to man um (laughs) oh no yeah so we we picked it it was honestly it just it's one of those things that just worked out that there happens to be a mortal Kombat movie coming out this month the remake i think it's either coming out like this week or it'll already be out by the time the episode is out um but it looks sick, and I can't wait to watch it because I think it's going to be craptacular. But uh, it's, it's hard to tell. But also, I it, definitely want to watch it. <laughs> is it, it's like I, I, it would have to really, really try hard to be worse than this movie. Like the trailer for uh, that yeah. movie is already better than this movie. Hands down, easily. <laughs> like when no Sub Zero freezes the guy's blood into a knife and stabs him to death with his own blood. I'm like, take take my money. You got it. You've got my money. <laughs> it's yours. Um nothing that cool happens in this Mortal Kombat. However. Not so much. Not so much. So this is our fun fact. It's our third Paul W.S. Anderson movie. Paul W.S. Anderson uh, has directed the Resident Evil series. Most of them. Right. Most of, most of the bad ones. Yep. I mean, they're all bad, but, you know. Uh, and also Alien vs. Predator. One of my all-time favorite guilty pleasure movies. <laughs> and we've talked about the first Resident Evil and Alien vs. Predator on this podcast already. So this is this is a triptych. I think this makes him probably our 
most reviewed filmmaker. Oh. I'm just looking to see if there's anything else that... He should be flattered, obviously. He should be. Um, yeah, Watching I think... so much uh, of his shit. Yeah, this is, this is the triptych right here. Triptych? I don't know. Either the way... The triple dick. Nope. nope. Um, <laughs> nope. No. No, no, that's gonna be a no for me, dog. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> so, yeah, Mortal Kombat. Uh, have you seen this movie before? Yes. Um, I mean, a very long time ago at this point. Same. I think I saw it at your house. Yeah, we probably watched it together on the yeah. old, the old uh, four by three tube. That, yeah. In the basement with the shag, the orange shag carpet. Yes, yeah. that's correct. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it probably like your brothers were watching it, and then we just kind of like came in halfway through, and we're like, "Oh, sick! Let's watch this." Yeah, and Mortal Kombat. Al- also, probably got N sixty four. Yeah. So yeah, that's just. Did you play the games a lot? Um, not like a ton actually. Like I definitely played uh, okay. Mortal Kombat four. Yes, um, I also played Mortal Kombat four. Like a like a bunch like. Mm-hmm. Played it quite a bit, um, and then uh, I I played one other since that I like rented from the game store, you know, <laughs> back when um, that was a thing. Yeah, yeah. I I think um, I played, but like I haven't played, um, I haven't played any of the new ones. Like I've not played Mortal Kombat Extra Large or anything. Yeah, I think I played. Uh... Oh, 11. I got you. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I've played uh, DC versus Mortal Kombat. Oh. Where they teamed up the DC universe and the Mortal Kombat universe, and they have to fight each other. Huh. Uh, and that was, you know, a thing. That was kind of fun. Uh, but I think that was the last Mortal Kombat game I played. And then, yeah, 4 was the big one for me. But... Watching yeah. this, I realized I think I played more Street Fighter than Mortal Kombat. Hmm. I mean, they're like, so I was, different. They are. <laughs> in no way. Um, <laughs> I was trying to think back to like, uh, you know, going to the arcade and stuff like that. I'm like, what did I play at the arcade? And I was picturing like the classic like cartoony 16-bit animation. But like, that's not what the original Mortal Kombat was at all. It was like they hired actors to do all the moves and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then it was like this like photo real in quotes, photo real. Yeah. Sixteen yep. <laughs> bit like fighting game. Um, and I was like I was like looking at old clips of it and I'm like, I don't think I've ever played this. Maybe like maybe. It looks so weird. <laughs> yeah. There was a good uh episode on Oh, what's that documentary series on Netflix? High Score? It's called High Score? Yeah, High Score. The History of Video Games. They did a good one on Mortal Kombat and how it, like, fucking created a panic. Oh. <laughs> because, like, that, that, like, I think that was the game that, like, issued in, like, the ESRB rating system. Because, like, you know, kids were going to the arcade and playing this game where people were getting their heads torn off and, you know, blood's gushing out of the neck hole and everything and parents were like this is 
unacceptable moral outrage tipper gore that whole thing oh, i yeah. think uh good stuff yeah it's all in that there, there's a really good episode on it. like shows like how they made the game too like you know hiring the actors and like capturing all the moves and stuff and mm-hmm. and then also goes into like you know parents freaking out of course interesting i'd love to watch that yeah have you oh have you not seen high score uh no Oh shit, dude! I thought you. I know seen about it. it. It's on my list, but I just haven't gotten to it. I think we've talked about it on the show before. I thought, hmm, probably I thought you'd seen it. Anyways, I don't know. It's good. Check that out. So, Mortal it's Kombat, the movie yeah. directed by Paul W. S. Anderson. Uh, I have four notes. <laughs> um, let's dive in. The plot okay. is very yeah. simple. Mm-hmm. There's a tournament every year called Mortal Kombat. Or no, uh, no. sorry. Once in a generation. You're already wrong. Yeah. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> uh and uh, uh, Outer World, Outworld has Alt one World. Altworld? No, I don't know. <laughs> I think I think I think Outworld. Outworld sounds right. Has won the last 9 tournaments and if they win the 10th tournament uh, some they bad shit is gonna happen. Maybe. Um. So Raiden shows up. Uh, played by Christopher Lambert. Hmm. And what's up with his voice? Yeah. Should we just dive in and talk about Raiden first off? Um. Yeah. So like. I feel like he was kind of the big get for the movie because he was famous for something, I'm sure. Uh, <laughs> Clearly, it was not a long-lasting fame. <laughs> I think it, I think it was, he was on a, a popular TV show at the time. Okay. I think. Let's see. Oh, well, and he was in Highlander. Obviously. Oh, who was he in Highlander? Like the main guy, I'm pretty sure. What? No. Hold on. Let me go back. Let me find Highlander. Hold on. Hold on. Uh, yeah, he's Connor McLeod. What? Yeah. Uh, um, he what? Yep. Of the Clan McLeod? Of Clan McLeod, and he was also in the sequel and the TV series. Oh, and load and that, loaded that weapon in one. A loaded weapon is amazing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, geez. I 100% didn't recognize him at oh, all. And he's in three. Yeah. Okay so, okay. so that's what he was in. I thought he was on a TV show, though. Um. Anyway. Uh, oh. Well, I. I mean, I liked him in Highlander. Um, as far as Raiden goes. <laughs> He's, He's making worst. a lot of choices. He's making a lot of choices. Dude, there was a Highlander movie in 2000? How did we not watch that for our distant future of the year 2000? Anyways. Well, we're going to blame you for that one. Probably best we didn't. Yeah, probably. Although we could have got away with not watching 
Hollow There's Man. There's a lot of things we could have got away with not <laughs> watching. I reg- I do regret Hollow Man. All those Hollow Man lovers out there who keep commenting on our, our YouTube video about it, shut up. Hollow Man sucks and it's disgusting. Dude, um, sucks. Jeez. But yeah, Raiden is awful, right? I'm not alone in this. Like, No, you're not. It's like, it... the worst character and actor in this movie. <laughs> oh, I don't know about worst actor. Well, that's true. That's That's a big pool to draw from. But... Yeah, like just the casting. I don't like. I just feel like, why? Why was he cast as Raiden? What was? <laughs> what did he? I don't. I think because he was in Highlander. I think because he was a big get. Like name draw maybe. But like, I don't know. I don't know because he. I, what's up with his get voice? Him to fight. Yeah. What, what is, is up with his do, voice? He doesn't do like, any fighting. He shoots lightning. He do shit all. At Sub Zero, I think once. Uh, yeah, but no, no, like Raiden does that, but he's off screen at the time, and then he teleports in via lightning. Like we never see him do shit. No, no, and he strike he strikes a pose at the end. Yeah, when Shao Kahn shows up. So yeah, so and, and in the sequel, I he I think he fights in the sequel. I think I remember him getting a haircut, but also it's the different actor. Oh. Raiden, Raiden just like cuts his hair short. He's like, "Hey, what's up, guys? <laughs> I'm cool. I'm cool and hip like you." <laughs> oh boy. Um, yeah, no, not, not great. So, yeah, so they, they he needs to. Does he collect the the champions for Earth, or is it just it just happens? Um. So all of the champions. For Earth, aside from our lead himbo, Liu Kang, are tricked or coerced into participating by the evil sorcerer. Right. Raiden doesn't do anything. Yeah, he kind of shows up and he's like, don't start the tournament before the tournament. You naughty boy, Shang Tsung. And then uh, tells them, like, oh, yeah, if you don't win the tournament, Earth's fucked forever. So, yeah. good luck. <laughs> Anyways. And then kind of, like, leaves and doesn't come back for, like, a long time. Yeah. There's, like, like the, the first time that um, uh, Sonya, Luke, and Liu Kang all, like, fight together against a bunch of randos. Um, all of a sudden, Raiden's there, like, slow clapping on the stairs. Yeah. And then is like, what do you plan on doing about them? And then there's, like, a huge crowd of dudes who are, like, approaching with weapons. And then Raiden's like, uh-uh-uh. And has a little bit of lightning on his finger. And then they all... I don't think so. Back out. That's his, yeah. that's his oh. catchphrase. Yeah. Oh. It's... I don't... I don't like. I don't like. I don't like Raiden in this movie. No, he's, not he's at like, all. He's he's a, a he's the the god of storms and is the protector of the earth realm. Yeah. Um, and all correct and like, things. Yes. But he's like unhelpful and like laughs at weird times. Yes. And then. Like, I was, uh, 
I don't, I can't remember where, when it was exactly, but there's a fight scene going on where Raiden's like watching. Cause again, he doesn't do anything. He's just in the audience no, and like whoever he's rooting for, like gets a good hit on the enemy and he goes, Oh yeah. And he like excitedly punches one of the dudes who's there clearly from Outworld. Um, and it's like, Ooh, ah, sorry. <laughs> so and he's like, like the, he's the comic relief. Yeah. He's but the also, comic relief, but also the the old wise sage character, uh, and yeah. he's bad at both of them. Yeah, no, it's yeah, that's a good point. Because also, I think Johnny Cage <laughs> is kind of supposed to be the comic relief, um, but he's not funny. Yeah, no, well, except except when he is trying to get all his suitcases uh, off of the the boat, the little <laughs> um, off the pier. Well, no, it's off of one of those. Uh, oh, like, like the rowboat that outrigger. That, yeah, 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 like the dragon boat. And he just like, has like nineteen suitcases that he's trying to carry, <laughs> and he just face plants into the ocean. It's yeah. great, uh, and like he's like trying to like carry them all up the steps. Like there's like ten million steps to get up to the like, you know, castle on the top of the mountain where the tournament's gonna be held, and he keeps like dropping them and like falling. And Liu Kang's like, "You want a hand with that?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah and he's like no i'm good because earlier he tried to pay Liu kang to get his suitcase yes. onto the boat and then Liu kang just like took his money and chucked it into the ocean and walked <laughs> away uh, yeah i actually made a note that the the best acting moments in this movie were actually by Liu kang and it was when he was antagonizing johnny cage yeah those were the best moments of acting yeah where yeah it just like gives him is this like i pay you you move my suitcases or is that too complicated for you and then he just like pops on this bright smile he's like no sounds good takes the money grabs a suitcase like looks at him as he walks over to the edge of the water looks down throws it in and he's like thanks and then walks away oh it was fantastic i liked i liked that part (laughs) and johnny cage is like oh i'm glad i didn't get you to park the car Oh yeah, jeez. Uh, uh, let's talk about the action in the movie because there's really no mm, point in talking about the plot. Um, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> the plot is there's Mortal Kombat. Shang Tsung wants to take over Earth. The humans have to stop him. Yeah, really. It's like the the point of the movie is to have the fight, to have Mortal Kombat, and there yeah. are characters that they try to make you care about, but they're flat. And there's a plot yeah. that is very watery and you'd see straight through it to the action that there's supposed to be. And that's really what we expect of the new one too. The new one looks like it's going to have awesome graphics and epic fight scenes, which is the only Mm -hmm. reason that I want to watch it. This movie does not. (laughs) No, it it does not at all. Um, The graphics are, I mean, like it was, it was a while ago, but still, uh, even then still two years after Jurassic park. Yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah, they're garbage. Um, and you know, five years after T two, you know, uh, yeah, like the like the fuck it like reptile. Oh my gosh, reptile looks like they just took the asset from Mortal Kombat four on N sixty four and just dropped it into the movie. <laughs> like it looks basically horrible. It's about as so good bad. as like a Beast Wars character. Yes. That is a good approximation. 
And this is like, yeah, there's like a very interesting, I mean, I don't know if it's very interesting. I find it very interesting, but I (laughs) get that regular people who like normal stuff might not find it interesting. But like, (laughs) if, if you look at like New Line Cinema's overall filmography, like the Lord of the Rings are kind of their only like prestige blockbusters. And it's a miracle that they turned out as well as they did because like, and I'm talking like before they got bought by Warner brothers because like they just had this like super garbage, like cheap, um, like do it as cheap as possible to try and make as much money as possible attitude. Uh, while still like maintaining a reputation of uh, as like a, a, a art house cinema uh like company mm. and and you know because like they did they did this they did the the ninja turtles movies oh right in the 90s right like um obviously all the, like freddy krueger movies and stuff like that like mm-hmm. and like the ninja turtles movies also look like garbage <laughs> if well, you like well, I mean, the first one, like, the first one's pretty good, even even in retrospect, like, it holds up decently well, but, like, all the fight yeah. scenes are, like, in the dark, backlit, can't see what the <laughs> fuck's going on, like... Yeah. Which was and, the right choice. <laughs> yeah. And it's clear that they spent all the effects budget in this movie on Goro, and had nothing left over for, like... Scorpion and Sub Zero and um, <sighs> Reptile and you know Shao Kahn showing up at the end and like there's oh, so many yeah. just like yeah just weird like even the sound design got shifted to the to the back end like so much dialogue in this movie is ADR oh, and it's yeah. horrible ADR like yeah. the scene where like uh, Johnny Cage and Sonya are standing on the beach talking about how he's going to challenge Goro to Mortal Kombat so that he can, you know, defeat um, Shao Kahn's... Or, not Shao Kahn. Shang Tsung. Hmm. Yeah. Shang Tsung is the bad guy, and then Shao Kahn shows up at the end, right? Or is that Quinn Lao? Who knows? (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, and, And there's, like, this beautiful, like sunset shot and it's like this like beautiful tracking shot but like there's no sound effects other than the music and their dialogue like there's no water and like there's yep. very clearly waves rolling in and it's just like <laughs> it's like very very bad badly synced up ADR and oh it, yeah but just on the awful. flip side the Goro puppet looks all right. I mean, okay, compared to reptile. Okay, yeah, worlds apart from reptile. That's absolutely yeah. true. Yeah, because like they actually Fair. like I think they like actually built like a puppet suit. Yeah, it was a, it was a practical. Effect. Yeah, the face the face is is bad. Oh yeah, the face doesn't really move too much. Mm-hmm. Um, but like overall, it looks acceptable. 
Yes, that's fair. It is acceptable. <laughs> given yeah. given the state of the rest of the movie, that was a totally acceptable special effect, was having like it, big yeah. forearms there. If they had also done a reptile puppet that looked like that, I may have given it a pass, but I guess they wanted to do the whole like chameleon thing. Yeah. like It basically looks like Randall from Monsters, Inc., yeah, it does. Until he turns, except worse. And then, in order to have an actual fight, they make him possess a statue, which turns into a ninja, which is clearly just one of the Sub Zero slash Scorpion costumes that they just like painted a different color. Yeah, it's just green. Yeah, reptile. Yeah, yeah. Um. Also, let's talk about Scorpion and Sub Zero for a second. Oh, so, yeah, Johnny Cage has an awesome fight scene with Scorpion in the trees somewhere. And it's like, is it is it part of Mortal Kombat or is it just Shang Tsung like trying to cheat or like Scorpion just attacks him while he's walking through a wooded grove? You know, that's very unclear because like they have the first fight and it's Liu Kang against like this capoeira fighter. Um, yeah, might have been the best fight scene of the whole movie. Actually, was that one? It might have been, yeah. Um, but like, like um, the the sorcerer dude who's like putting on all the fights, um, says that like Mortal Kombat begins from now on. This island is your is your like tournament ground or whatever. But then he's also like instigating one on one fights, and so it was really mm-hmm. unclear to me as like. If, like, is this a regimented tournament or can y'all just, like, fight each other to the death whenever you meet each other, like, Pokemon style? Well, so what they... Maybe. Because what they say is Mortal Kombat, in order for... Like, the rules of the tournament are that, like, in order to initiate Mortal Kombat, you have to challenge someone to Mortal Kombat and they have to accept. Right. Right? So, like, at the end, when Shang Tsung kidnaps Sonya Blade, takes her back to Outworld, and he's just got her tied up, and he's like, I've challenged you to Mortal Kombat. Are you going to accept it? You're going to accept my challenge? Because your friends aren't coming. She's like, they're going to come for me. There's that was a really only good impression. <laughs> so many Sheena, Queen of the Jungle dresses you can put me in. You know, I will never give up, and they'll come get me. She looks like Sheena, Queen of the Jungle at the very end. Yeah, Anyways. he kidnaps her and like redoes her hair and outfit. Yeah, she, he is... gives her a blowout. <laughs> Yeah, which is like a weird thing to do with uh, with a captive. Gives her a blowout, Uh, gives her this like leather dress. Yep. Oh, yeah. And then ties her up. Later on when Liu Kang is actually fighting, fighting with him and Luke Cage is just there with Sonya. He looks over and he's like, oh, nice dress. (laughs) And she obviously looks pissed off and disgusted. (laughs) Yeah. But then at the end, they like each other. I don't know. Really That's how movies work. Non-existent, contrived um, relationship between those two. Yeah. Well, I'm pretty sure he dies in like the very first scene of the next movie. I think she does too, actually. Because oh, I, 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 yeah, it's I been a long that. time since I've seen it, and I know that I've at least once seen the second one, and so I was like kind of waiting for Luke Cage to die because I thought that that was going to happen. Yeah. And then it never came, and I was like, oh, okay. I guess I was just remembering wrong. But I mean, I I bought the DVD set from Walmart. We could watch uh, we could watch Annihilation next if you want. You want to do it? Should we do I it? I don't know. I don't Should know if it? that's worth it. It's probably not worth it. No, it's, it's not, not worth it. No, no. Uh, no. We'll yeah, save it. No. We'll save it. 
because they're probably going to make a, a sequel to the new Mortal Kombat movie, so we'll save it for when they do that. Cool. Maybe episode 100. Is <laughs> and that'll come around. You think we'll live yeah. that long? I don't know. That's like five years from now. <laughs> <laughs> so no, probably not. Um, we'll be dead. Huh? Uh, yeah. Uh, what were we talking about? Oh, yeah. So, okay, so Scorpion. Is that what we were talking about? No. Uh, sorry, I'm looking at yeah. my notes. Oh, God, I'm so lost. We were, t- we were talking about Scorpion fighting Luke Cage. Right. So the rules of the tournament. Um, he literally cartwheels into the fight. <laughs> There's like a shot of some trees. And like from behind one of the trees, Scorpion just like cartwheels in <laughs> out of nowhere. Yep. He's like, get over here. And then shoots his snake dragon tentacle out of his hand, which is definitely not from the game. Like he just has a chain yeah it's a chain with a you know like a like a kunai knife at the end yeah um and then this thing it's like a weird serpent thing yeah and then but also like if it hits a tree really hard it dies yeah he (laughs) he misses with it it nails the tree and like like blood squirts out of it because it was apparently a living thing, and now it's dead. So I just got this like extra long dead snake hanging out of his hand. Like what the fuck? Like yeah, yeah. Which then he never uses again. That was his signature move. <laughs> yeah, and they take it out right away. <laughs> he says he says the catchphrase, which they're all there. Ugh, it's all catchphrases. Half of yeah. the script was catchphrases. Uh, and also like. They get a bunch of them wrong. Cause like Shang Tsung at one point says like flawless victory. And it's like, no, it wasn't <laughs> like Luke yeah. got, got punched a lot <laughs> in that fight. <laughs> yeah. He's but they're all there. Fatality. <laughs> Finish, Finish him. him. Yeah. They're all there. Yeah. Um, there's my favorite pun. I think was when Kano and uh, Sonya were fighting and Kano. Okay. Why was he Australian? Because the actor's not Australian, the actor's British. Kano in the games was Japanese American, but they're like, "You're you're Aussie now." I I I do not know. Absolutely don't know. <laughs> was it just like Paul W? Okay, but Paul Anderson is also British, so you figure he would know a British guy when he hears him speak. <laughs> Maybe he's like, "Oh, uh, are you you Australian?" And he's like. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, mate, rigididge. <laughs> oh, like, no. Great. So Kano's Australian now. <laughs> uh, but he says he's, she's got him in a headlock, and she's like, come on, Sonya, give me a break. And she's like, all right, and then just, like, snaps his neck, and Kano was dead. Yep. He never uses the laser eye. That's very upsetting. Yeah, seems like it would have come in handy in that exact moment where yeah. his... Head was trapped between her lower legs. Yeah. Yeah. So, the, uh, yeah, I'd say the action in this movie is, like, subpar at best. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, the lighting has definitely has that, like, you can tell they didn't build the full set, so they just, like, pump in some smoke and blast some spotlights through it. <laughs> <laughs> and that's... Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yep, yep, yep. I don't. I'm so torn about this movie. Like, it was, was it fun? 
I mean, like, there's definitely fun moments, like when when Johnny Cage does the splits and punches Goro in the balls. Like that's his signature move <laughs> from the game. Yep. Um. But or when like you know he's walking off the set of his movie at the beginning, and there's like the guy that's supposed to be. Apparently, it was supposed to be a Steven Spielberg cameo, but then he just like didn't have time. And oh, so they just like got a guy who looks exactly like Steven Spielberg, <laughs> <laughs> and dressed him up like Steven Spielberg and put him on a on a camera crane thing. That's weird. <laughs> yeah, very weird. But apparently, Steven Spielberg is a huge fan of the Mortal Kombat games and wanted to be in the movie. Oh, yeah, that's that's a fun fact. Fun I fact. Would not have guessed that. Yeah. Uh so yeah, like I don't know, what are, what are your feelings on this? Like what what were some well, of the things you liked? I mean, okay, well, first of all, there is one piece of dialogue that I actually really enjoyed. Um after uh Sonya's captured Liu Kang and Luke Cage, um which like ah oh, those names are too similar. I it bothers me. Just like from a writing perspective, if you were writing a story and two of the main characters had those names, you'd be like, okay, I got to change one of those. Was well, um, well, John, Johnny Cage. Oh, I just had Luke Cage, didn't I? Yeah. Luke Cage is Whoops. the Marvel character. Yeah. No. Yeah. Uh, yeah. My bad. I don't know why. Well, Cage, whatever. I'm dumb. Uh, they, go to, they go to Outworld to rescue Sonya. And it's, it's a shitty looking place. It's like basically one long dark street and like lots of ruins and statues with dead people inside them and like rubble and, and shit. It looks terrible. And then Johnny has the line, I hate this place. I don't really hate it. I'm in a hostile environment. I'm completely unprepared. I'm surrounded by people who probably want to kick my ass. It's like being back in high school. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That he's was got, actually that was actually fun. <laughs> he's got some decent quips. Like when they're like first on the boat, um he's like, All right, so there's a guy that freezes things, a guy that shoots uh snakes out of his hands, and a man that's actually made out of electricity. What is going on here? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a fair reaction. <laughs> yeah. Um I don't know. I mean like Paul W. S. Anderson is a terrible filmmaker. You heard it here first, folks. (laughs) I'd say I've enjoyed, like, I liked Event Horizon, kind of. I liked Alien vs. Predator, because that movie actually delivers what it promises. It is kind of dumb, but it's not, like, exceedingly dumb. You know, like this felt exceedingly yeah. dumb at times. And like the Resident Evil movies feel yes. like exceedingly dumb at times. Um, even though even like the first Resident Evil movie kind of had some fun stuff in it. Maybe kind of. I don't remember. Yeah, it was maybe uh, not that much. Not really. No, <laughs> I don't remember what we said about it. Like it was like two years ago that we talked about that. Jeez. <laughs> oh, yeah. What did we give that movie? I have no idea. You got it in front of you? Uh yeah, I've got my. I know I, I, pr- I end up I keeping all my notes. Yeah, I know I definitely gave uh, Alien vs Predator a craptacular because like that movie, I've seen it so many times and I will probably continue to watch it throughout my life. I just I love it. 
This one I was expecting to like a lot more. Oh, you got it there? Oh, uh, yeah. Resident Evil was episode number 22. Rating? Yeah. Craptacular. Okay. All right. We did we did laugh at how bad some of that shit was, so. Yeah. I yeah. guess we, we enjoyed it enough for its for its terribleness. <laughs> I think so. It th- Those movies are goofy. You know, like Paul Anderson has said, like, he's like a populist filmmaker. He doesn't make movies for critics. He makes them for the, the people sitting in the audience and wants them to be entertained the whole time. And I'm like... That sounds like what a bad filmmaker whose movies get horribly <laughs> reviewed would say. <laughs> that is an excuse. <laughs> yeah. Like, look, I some I somewhat re- respect the sentiment of like I just I want to make movies that entertain people and I I don't I want to make movies for like the snobby elitists. I uh, you know, yeah. I don't want to make cinema. I want to make movies, like popcorn fun movies. I'm like that's that's a respectable uh you, you know, um outlook. Yeah, it's a respectable goal, um, hmm. and and we need those kind of fun, um, enter just pure entertainment movies. But like, I think they can also be good. <laughs> yeah, that, <laughs> like is, not, that is possible to do. <laughs> not every movie needs to like you know seriously address a, an element of the human condition and make us reevaluate our own our own psyche and our own outlook on life and 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 shake us to our core. Like sometimes you just can watch a movie and have a great time but not have it feel like it's talking down to you Mm -hmm. you know what i mean yeah i do absolutely like rain of fire excellent movie oh we didn't do that on this podcast that was a different podcast i was on but anyways (laughs) the sentiment is still the same it's a movie about people living in a castle in england during a dragon apocalypse and they got to fight dragons right and it's excellent. <laughs> uh, and and this is not. No. Final yeah. thoughts. Ultimately, yeah. Ultimately, it boils down to like, it's a Mortal Kombat movie. It's supposed to be a movie about awesome, bloody fighting. We didn't really care about the characters, and that's yeah. fine. We didn't really care at all about the shitty plot, and that's fine. It came down to the fighting, and the fighting was subpar, as we've said. The fighting was bad. So like. Apparently, this movie does not hold up to my childhood expectations. No, all. not at all. I expected, no. I was expecting a lot more like fun, cheesy action. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it doesn't really deliver. Apparently, he would make them do the whole fight in like one long take, and then change the angle, and then make them do the whole fight again from that angle, and then change the angle and. And do that like oh wow six seven times and and this was his first like big Hollywood movie and oh and people were like dude that's not how you do it that's not <laughs> that seems like a bad idea that's not how things are done uh, and so like the actors are just getting like exhausted by you know the end of like the third or fourth take because yeah. it's like you're doing like a three four minute kung fu routine. You got to do it perfectly, right? And that's and that's on if they execute everything perfectly and they don't have like fuck up the take and have to go back to ones, right? Yep. So like, oh boy, just oh, yikes. Yeah. So that's the action. I thought was, I agree with you a hundred percent. It was completely subpar. Mm-hmm. I think yeah, the best fight is probably. Probably the Liu Kang against random capoeira guy. Yep. And then there were no stakes in that fight at all. 
No, none, not at all. It was and the very first one, so obviously Liu Kang was gonna win. Yeah. So second, second best fight probably Johnny Cage versus Scorpion. Probably. It's at least the most interesting because it starts in one place and then he goes to kick Scorpion and Scorpion teleports them into what I guess is his lair made mm-hmm. of shitty scaffolding ropes and dead people. <laughs> That's where that new line aesthetic really comes in. Yeah, there we it go. Pro- <laughs> it, was prob- it was probably like a Freddy Krueger set that they just repurposed for, <laughs> yeah. for Mortal Kombat. Um, We're almost done taking this set down. No, no, no leave it the way it is. <laughs> it looks perfect. Put it back up. Put it back up. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. We'll just put a red filter over everything, and it'll, it'll be great. Um, and I know that Liu Kang also fought Sub Zero at some point. Yes, um, I don't remember that fight and at here's, all. Here's the thing: like the most iconic fighters, the ones that we want to see go ham and like F S up, are yeah. Scorpion. Sub Zero yeah. mm-hmm. and Goro. Personally, yep. those are the top three. All of For them, me, yeah, yeah. All, all of them die, like, and Raiden. <laughs> oh right, fuck yes, Raiden. Please do something, <laughs> anything. Goodness gracious. Yeah. But like, fucking yeah, Scorpion. Scorpion loses that fight because he stops doing anything. Yeah. Like he at one point takes off the mask, and there's just the skull. Yeah. And then he takes a little while to power up his fire breath. And then he does that. Which, like, yeah, I've seen the game. I know that he lifts up the mask, and you see that there's just skull there. And then he breathes fire. He pulls it back down. That's, like, one of his moves. Um, but, yeah, there's, like, just, like, a random shield with jagged edges around it. Like, a huge saw blade. Mm-hmm. Um, and he uses that to protect himself from the fire attack. And then basically like runs over to him and starts cutting him up with the shield and he just stands there and lets it happen to him. And then yeah. he blows up. Yeah. The Sub Zero fight, like um, has like some decent combat right at the beginning. But as soon as Liu Kang starts to like get a little bit of an edge on him, Sub Zero again stops fighting and starts powering up a huge ice attack. And like there's this big, just terrible effect of like this huge dome aura of icy power forming around him and then like Liu Kang sees um uh Katana Katara Katana Katana Katana. um there who had like in a previous scene whispered to him in your next fight use the element that gives life um and there's like a bucket of water there and he's like oh the element that gives life and then he like gets a bucket of water and just fucking windmills that thing for like 30 seconds <laughs> while sub-zero is just over there powering up this big dome ice energy and then he throws the bucket the bucket i guess disappears and then the water that's in it shoots out and the water hits the aura turns into a giant icicle and Sub-Zero's eyes just go, whoo, they go wide, and then it hits him in the chest, and he gets pinned to a statue and then freezes over. Right. I do kind of remember that now. Big, dumb, unceremonious death. But those are nothing compared to the way that Goro dies. Goro is the <laughs> fucking champion, this giant, four-armed, muscly dude, and we see yeah. him absolutely wreck um, a different fighter that, like, I guess... Johnny Cage knew 
as yeah. like a, a world-renowned martial artist, and he just gets wrecked. Um, so even in that fight, we don't see Goro do much of anything because he just just like handles this dude. But yeah, Johnny Cage, like you said, drops down, does the splits, punches him in the nuts, uh, and then runs away. <laughs> yeah, which is like, hey, that's that was the smartest thing we've seen Johnny do in this entire movie. Yeah. Punch him in the nuts, run away. You can't beat that guy. But then he like goes out into this balcony that is just like an outcropping in the side of the mountain. There's no railing. And then he just kind of like hides and waits for Goro to come. And then like, I can't remember the one-liner right now, but... This is the part where you fall. Oh, no, no. It was, sorry, when Goro first comes on, uh, oh, Goro, yeah, Goro yeah. had broken his glasses. And those were like, he was like those were $800 Ray-Bans, jackass, or something like yeah, that. Yeah. And then it just starts beating on Goro, and Goro's just not doing anything. And then he gets a roundhouse kicked in the side of the head, falls off, and then is clutching on the on the ledge, and that's when Johnny Cage says, this is the part where you fall. So Goro just, just dies like a wimp. Yeah, which is a throwback to the line from the beginning of the movie when Johnny Cage is shooting uh, a movie, and one of the stunt guys uh, forgets to fall over oh yeah he misses his cue (laughs) like do the whole scene and then he's like this is the part where you fall over or fall down or whatever and then yeah fall down the guy just like comically throws himself to the ground and he's like jesus where do you get these guys and then that's when they reveal (laughs) that he's like filming a movie yeah yeah so i'd say overall thoroughly underwhelmed by mortal kombat it uh the only the only things that i cared about in the whole movie were just things that were um tugging on my nostalgia from playing the game as a kid but overall yeah. like if i didn't have that there would be literally nothing enjoyable about this movie except for like a few johnny cage lines then that's it so yeah well and like even the stuff that is there that's like the nostalgia stuff like you know like we were just talking about with like scorpion and sub zero like it's not good yeah, no, it's like yeah, he says get uh, over here, but like like nothing nothing comes of it, you know? Yep. Yeah, it was yeah, it was an an empty promise of yeah, a, or like anytime, you know, there's a you know, fatality or uh Goro wins or like any of that kind of stuff. Like it just doesn't it just doesn't hit the way they wanted it to hit. Yeah. Yep. So it's bad. Yeah. Ultimately, this—I mean, yeah—this movie is just one big pile of shit. That is one big pile of shit. One big pile of shit, my dude. I wanted it so badly to be craptacular, and now I'm wondering, like, it maybe is Annihilation the movie that we want, that we actually want? <laughs> like. That actually yeah, because we know it's worse than this one. Maybe it's worse enough. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, that's that's what you know. That's what everyone says. You know, like oh yeah, Annihilation's way worse. But like maybe that makes it better. You know. Only one way to find out. Sadly, it is only one way to find out. We're gonna have to watch it. Yeah, episode one hundred. <laughs> episode one hundred, baby. <laughs> Unless another Mortal Kombat movie comes out before then, in which case we'll move it up and we'll watch like the room for episode 100 or something yeah Um, sure because next month we are coming back to talk about another movie 
I was gonna. I was, I was hoping that we, you know, we were gonna be coming back to our roots or something, but we're not really. We're watching an Aussie, Aussie schlock fest about a giant killer crocodile called Dark Age. Awesome. Which I am, which I am most excited about. So yeah, look out for that. We didn't get to do like a, a great uh, Aussie exploitation movie last year, and we've kind of done one every year. Starting with BMX Bandits, and then I've kind of just kept them going. Yeah, well, BMX Bandits was just such a treat. There's got to be another. There's got to be another BMX Bandits out there for us yeah. to watch. The Australians, they made good crap, man. They made good crap. We did Razorback. We did. Uh, oh, Razorback! What the fuck? <laughs> what was that other one we did where they're all in the dead end drive-in? That was a good one. Oh man, that was so weird. <laughs> And uh, have we done have we done a third Australian one? I thought we did. Maybe we didn't. Uh, anyways, that's what we'll be doing next month. We'll stay tuned for that. Oh, uh, what about uh, Rotten Tomatoes for Mortal Kombat? Oh my dude, let us let us look. Mortal. I... <sighs> Not mortgage calculator. Mortal Kombat. <laughs> I know That's I can't afford a house. I don't need you to tell me. I, I remember reading somewhere that this was Paul W.S. Anderson's best reviewed film. Oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> Which I find a little hard to believe because I feel like Event Horizon is actually a better movie. Well, um... Okay, well, so it's his best. So it's not going to be as low as I'm thinking. Um, but it should still be low, right? Like, ah, <laughs> uh, um, I'm gonna guess forty. Ooh, so close! It's forty-three. Forty-three. Ooh, that was very close. Forty-three, though. Jeez, I was originally going to be like twelve. <laughs> But yeah. I guess, yeah, ultimately it's. Oh, actually, It just has not aged well. His newest movie, Monster Hunter, based on the video game Monster Hunter, has a 49%. Oh, I saw the trailer for that and I was like, wow, this looks like shit. Yeah. Um, I've only played a little bit of Monster Hunter. It's a very cool game. The movie looks terrible. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He does bad movies. <laughs> And yet people keep continuously give him sixty to a hundred million dollars to make movies. Weird. His worst his worst reviewed movie is Soldier, which has twelve percent, which I have watched. Oh. Yeah. That's bad, I take it. It's not great. Yeah. <laughs> so, ah, well, that's Mortal Kombat, eh? Yeah. It cost $18 million to make, and it grossed $130 million? $122 million. Sorry, Soldier oh. or Mortal Kombat? Mortal Kombat. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Huh. And then they upped the budget to $30 million for the sequel, and somehow it got worse. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Well, 
enough you know money does not the movie make as they say do they say that no no one says that you need a lot of money to make a lot of money dude just a lot of money it's fucking ridiculous yeah like i have an idea for a movie that i would like to make and it's like a very small contained movie and i'm like kind of like thinking about i'm like but it still would cost five to ten million dollars probably if like a conservative (laughs) a conservative estimate um yeah yeah but you know we'll get there one day gotta get those patreon numbers up first hey yo all right speaking of patreon we have one uh you can find us on patreon at uh i think it's patreon.com slash retro crap pod you know what Fuck it. We have a link tree, okay? <laughs> I'm just gonna I'm just gonna it's linktr.ee slash retrocrappod. You can get, go there to find links to our Spotify, iTunes, Patreon, Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, and our email. And that uh will show you everything you need to know twitter is probably the best place to uh engage with us that's where i hang out the most patreon we've got some fun bonus stuff on there bonus episodes uh some commentary tracks that sort of thing youtube uh you can think that you're gonna watch the movie for free and then it's just us talking about it and then you can write a real angry comment a lot of people do (laughs) didn't have any fun ones this week but you know we're here's hoping uh, I'm sure this. I'm sure this this episode will get a lot because the new movie's coming out. Oh, so yeah. people are probably going to want to watch it, and we're going to go, "What the fuck is this shit?" Um, but yeah, other than Guaranteed. that, if you want to, if you want to find out, uh, if you want to fuck around and find out, go to uh, link linktr.ee/slash/retrocrappod. All the links are there. Um, perfect. Yeah. Until next time, we'll be back with Dark Age. Uh, and it'll be episode 51, baby. Yeah, yeah. So close. <laughs> to what? 100. <laughs> <laughs> We're almost halfway there. Beauty. <laughs> over over halfway there. All right. Uh, uh, yeah. Anything, anything I missed? Anything we need to add? I don't know. <laughs> I don't think so. This is the most concise yeah. ending we've ever done to the show. Well, let's see how long we can drag it out. All right. Um, so I got to do my taxes after this. and uh, Oh, that's the end of the episode. I'll just sit here done... while you do your taxes. <laughs> I really have not organized my receipts, and so it's literally going to be me going through drawers and my wallet. Oh, boy. Oh, no. My car. Just looking for receipts. What do you what do you use to do your taxes? An accountant. Oh, like a like another human. Yeah, because I'm an independent contractor, so like I have like a whole bunch of like expenses I can write off, but it means I need to like keep oh. track of everything. And so like, also like right. I bought a new car last year, so I gotta like add up the mileage from my old car, and then like also do the oh mileage boy. on the new car. It's it's oh jeez, big thing. Um, that sucks. So yeah, I think for this this year, I'm uh, once again I'm gonna use an accountant. Next year, I might try and you know TurboTax it or something. Yeah, uh, that's that's what I used. I did nothing but sit at home and work.
not for me. Probably gonna have to pay money, so. Well, gotta try and get the amount of money that I have to pay as low as possible. Because don't have a lot mm -hmm. of it to begin with. Is, you know, where you can help out by going to patreon.com slash retrocrap. Right around. <laughs> <laughs> for anyone who stuck around through the whole tax chat, we're bringing it back, baby. <laughs> the episode is going out in style. Thank you so much for listening. Join the Patreon. We're going to talk about Twilight on there at some point, I'm sure. Until oh, yeah. next time. Did we talk about Twilight more than we talked about Mortal Kombat? I really hope not. Well, you're the one who edits the episodes. You can tell me. <laughs> Fair enough. Keep watching crap, everybody. 